This is the Roast and Reason podcast. Join your host, Andrew Boyer, as we explore the world of specialty coffee. So grab a cup of your favorite coffee and let's dive in. Welcome to Roast and Reason. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our little series on home coffee roasting here on the Roasting Reason podcast. As most of you guys already know, it was really home roasting coffee that sparked my love and my interest in specialty coffee. And in the last podcast episode, episode number 32, I talked about a few reasons why I roast my own coffee and why you might or might not, for that matter, want to take up this hobby as well. Today we're going to spend a bit more time talking about home roasting, specifically several of the ways how you can roast your own coffee at home. There are many, many, many different ways to roast coffee at home, which really vary greatly in terms of cost, your effort that you have to put in, and yes, the final result of the coffee that you get. Some techniques and devices just produce a much more consistent and better tasting home roasted coffee. Those same devices tend to cost a little bit more. So there's a huge variety here in quality, in time, in effort, and in price. But before we get into these different techniques, I want to be totally transparent and upfront with you. I have not personally tried all of these methods and devices. This is not an exhaustive review where I've tried everything, but I want to give you a full, broad scope of the different ways that you can roast coffee at home, and so I'm going to hit on a few of these that I have not personally tried. I almost exclusively do my own home roasting on a single device. It's called the Genie Cafe Roaster. It's a dedicated coffee roasting device. But I've also experimented a bit with some more manual or do-it-yourself techniques, like over-the-stove roasting and even on a cookie sheet in the oven. So the information, again, the information in this episode is not a direct comparison of my own experiences with the devices. Instead, it is a much more broad overview of the different ways that you can think about roasting coffee at home yourself. And there's one more important point that I'd like to make. The reality is that there is not a single best home roasting device or technique or method. It really comes down to what you personally are looking for. What kind of home roasting experience do you want to have? How much do you want to spend on your device? How much effort and time do you want to put in? So the device that works for me may not be the best device for you, and that's totally okay. So when we look at different home roasting techniques, there's a couple different ways to think about them, and there's kind of two broad categories. Category number one is is manual home roasting. And category number two is more automated methods. And what do I I mean by this? Manual methods tend to be cheaper. They take more attention and more work during the actual roasting process. And you have total control. 
You control the motion of the beans. You control the temperature and the time during the roasting process. Here's a couple examples of manual home roasting techniques. Roasting on a cookie sheet in the oven. A stovetop popcorn popper. A cast iron skillet on the stovetop or a wok on the stovetop. Those are all manual techniques and they're all kind of do-it-yourself techniques. More automated methods take some of that control away from you, but also some of the work gets offloaded. Some automated methods can be fairly inexpensive and do-it-yourself type techniques. For instance, you can use a countertop electric popcorn popper to roast your own coffee. That's kind of a DIY approach, but it's a little bit more automated. However, in this automated group, you're also going to find the dedicated home coffee roaster devices. And these sometimes can run you a couple hundred dollars to even a couple thousand dollars. A couple names that we're going to talk about, and we're going to focus on these devices, not in this episode, but the next episode of the podcast, are the Genie Cafe Roaster that I personally use. And also things called the Beemore 1600 and the Hot Top, as well as a couple of others that I'll mention in the next episode of the podcast. And I'm going to split this discussion of home roasting coffee techniques into two parts. This episode is going to cover the lower cost, do-it-yourself, often manual methods. And today we're going to be talking about roasting coffee in the oven, over the stovetop, and using an electric countertop popcorn popper to roast your own coffee. I will then focus on the dedicated home roasting coffee devices, like the Genie Cafe, the Beemore 1600, etc. in the next episode. And yes, today I will, I'll mention these techniques broadly, and I will also give you instructions of actually how to do this stuff. So let's get started and let's talk about some DIY type methods for home coffee roasting. And we're going to begin with a method that almost all of you guys already have the supplies to do, except maybe for the green coffee. And that's roasting your own coffee in the oven. Most of you probably have an oven, right? So, and most of you probably have a cookie sheet and a metal colander or a metal pot. So most of you guys already have the supplies to do this technique. So before we get into how to do this, here are a few basics about oven roasting, the oven roasting method. First, you can do this with both electric and gas ovens, but there's a caveat and but electric ovens tend to roast much, much more unevenly than a gas oven. So it's actually preferred to use a gas oven here. Second, the best way to observe and to modify any home roasting coffee technique is to observe the beans. It's to watch them change color, to listen for the cracks like first crack and second crack, and they're audible. You can hear them. So this is really the best way to observe how the roast is going and where you're at in the roast. Well, when your beans are in the oven, it makes it pretty darn difficult to observe the beans. They're in the oven. It's kind of difficult to hear them when they crack. It's difficult to 
notice the visible changes in the bean color. But one of the upsides to the oven roasting technique, there aren't all downsides. And one of the major upsides is that your oven is going to vent the smoke pretty well. So your house isn't likely to fill up with smoke with this technique. And yes, roasting coffee produces smoke, even at a lighter roast. But especially if you're going to do a medium to a darker roast, or if you're going to roast natural processed coffee, which has much more combustible sugars on it than a washed process, those coffees tend to smoke much more, and a darker roast tends to produce much more smoke than a lighter roast. So all of these techniques, anytime you roast coffee, you're going to produce some smoke. Your oven is going to vent that pretty well, so that's one of the upsides of this technique. So how does this method do in producing coffee that you're actually going to want to drink? I would say just okay. The coffee's drinkable, but it's not nearly as good as you're going to be able to produce using a dedicated coffee roasting device. But if you're looking to try your hand at home roasting coffee and you don't want to spend a lot of money up front or you don't have a lot of money to spend, the oven technique as well as roasting coffee in a skillet or even roasting coffee on a countertop electric popcorn popper are pretty good initial options. These aren't going to cost you a lot of money to get into. So let's walk through some instructions here. How do you actually go about roasting coffee in the oven? First, you're going to need some supplies. You're going to need an oven. Duh. You're going to need green coffee beans. Duh again. You're going to need a, a cookie sheet and either a large bowl or a metal colander to dump the beans into after the roast so that they can cool. And you're going to need a separate stainless steel metal colander. Or the other thing that you can use here is a vegetable steamer, the one with the leaves that fold down that you can typically place in a pot. You need the last items here because you don't want to place the beans directly on a cookie sheet. You want to place the beans in the vegetable steamer or the colander rather than directly on the cookie sheet. And this allows for more uniform heat transfer and roasting. So here's how to actually go about roasting this way. Step number one, you're going to want to preheat your oven to 500 degrees Fahrenheit. Step number two, Place the coffee beans a single layer deep on the vegetable steamer or metal colander. You don't want to place a ton of beans here. You want to have basically a single layer. And then you want to place the steamer onto the cookie sheet. Don't have it directly on the oven rack. You want it on the cookie sheet so that the chaff and anything that drops from the colander can drop onto the cookie sheet. Step number three. Once your oven reaches 500 degrees Fahrenheit, place the cookie sheet and the beans on the middle shelf of your oven. Step number four, as the coffee roasts, I recommend opening the oven door every one to two minutes, and you want to shake the beans around the colander. First of all, you want to do this really quickly so that you don't let much heat escape out of your oven. And second, 
give it a good shake. You want to move the beans around. This helps to give a more consistent roast to the beans and prevents the, the side of the beans that's touching the metal colander from burning. And all of this goes without saying, but please use oven mitts. Don't burn yourself. Step number five, first crack is going to be an audible sound. It sounds like popcorn popping. And this is an indication that you're almost close to being done with the roast, at least if you're going for a light roast. First crack is going to occur somewhere around five to eight minutes. If your roast lasts longer than 15 minutes, your coffee's not going to taste very good. The coffee's going to be flat and a bit like cardboard. You don't want that. So if this is the case, if if your roast is going longer than 15 minutes, the next time around your next roast, I want you to increase the temperature of your oven to 525 degrees. The roast time really should be about five to eight minutes, at least from the start of the roast to when you hear first crack. Once you hear first crack, I advise letting the roast continue for about an additional two minutes. That is if you're looking for a lighter roast, which I recommend. But if you're a darker roast fan, if you want a darker roast, you can go beyond two minutes. You want to end the roast when the beans are a bit lighter than you think that you want. Because even after you take the beans out of the oven, they are going to continue to roast and to darken internally because they're still hot. So the beans are going to continue to roast and to change color even after you take them out of the oven. So take them out of the oven at a lighter shade of brown than you want in your final roast. The last step here is when you take the beans out of the oven, you want to dump them into a separate colander or big bowl. And then you want to take a large spoon, preferably wooden, and stir the beans around for several minutes, and you want to help them cool. Once they're warm but not hot to the touch, you can stop stirring, and you can put them in some sort of storage device, and that's it. You're done your roast now. With all of the roasting techniques that we're going to talk about in this episode, as well as the next episode of the podcast, I recommend that you let the beans rest for at least one day between when you roast them and when you brew coffee with them. This allows the beans to undergo a process called degassing, which is where carbon dioxide gas is released from the beans. Making coffee with coffee beans that have yet to undergo this degassing process is not going to harm you in any way. It just won't taste as good. So once you let that carbon dioxide come out of the beans, the coffee tastes a whole heck of a lot better. So if you can wait a day or two, your coffee is going to taste better. So that's pretty much it, guys. There, there you have it. You can now roast your coffee in your own oven in your kitchen at home. And you can obviously feel free to modify any of these instructions as you, as you need to, but hopefully this sh- should give you a good starting point. And you may need to modify some of these instructions. You may need to use a higher temperature. You may need to stir the beans for longer than I instructed. 
So all of this really depends on your own roasting conditions, even the altitude that you roast at. There's a ton of different variables here. So adjust the instructions that I gave you to make the roast that you want at home. So the second method that we're going to talk about today is also pretty easy and approachable. And that is the stovetop and skillet roasting method. So all you need to do here is take a skillet, preferably one that has a tight fitting lid, and then you can roast coffee on your stovetop on the skillet. Again, this method also does not produce the best coffee in the world, but it's a pretty easy, pretty approachable method that most of you guys have the ingredients and have the supplies to do at home already. This tech, the downside to this technique is that it often burns or scorches the beans, which result in burnt or off-putting flavors in the final coffee. And the other issue here is I personally struggle to control the smoke with this technique. But on the flip side, the one cool part of this technique is that it's pretty easy to observe the beans as they transform during the roasting process. If you get a lid, that's like a glass lid, that lets you watch the beans as they roast. It's pretty easy to notice the change in color. And compared to almost any other roasting technique, especially the louder ones, like a popcorn popper or the Genie Cafe, this roasting technique is pretty quiet, which means it's really easy to hear first and second crack. So those are kind of the cool parts of this method. So in order to roast coffee in a skillet on your stovetop, here is what you need to do that. Number one, a stovetop, either electric or gas, will do here. A skillet with a tight-fitting lid. I prefer a glass lid here so that you can watch the beans change color. You're going to want oven mitts, a large spoon, and either a large bowl or a metal colander that you can use to then cool the beans and stir them around after the roasting process. So let's talk how-to instructions here. So how do we actually do this? First step, start by turning your stovetop exhaust fan on. You are going to thank me later. Believe me, this technique produces a pretty significant amount of smoke during the roasting process. Number two, preheat the skillet here. Put the lid on and preheat the skillet over a low to a medium flame. Give it a few minutes so that it can reach an appropriate temperature. If you have an oven thermometer, I advise that you use it to figure out the temperature that you're actually getting up to. And if you're going to use the thermometer, you're shooting for 500 degrees Fahrenheit. If you're not going to use a thermometer, give it at least four or five minutes to reach an appropriate temperature on low to medium heat. Once you're there, the next step is to add beans to the skillet. Most average sized to large skillets can roast about 10 to 12 ounces of beans at a time. Once the beans are in, you want to place the lid back on the skillet, get your oven mitts on, and get ready for a workout. And it is going to be a workout. So you want to manually move the skillet around either in circles or a figure eight pattern or whatever you want to do 
for the entire heating process, the entire roasting process, you're going to be moving the beans around manually. If you don't move the beans around enough, or if you use too high of heat, you will burn your beans. You will scorch the outside of the beans, and then the coffee that you're going to drink is going to taste burnt. So you want to move the beans around quite a bit. It's pretty reasonable to expect first crack to occur around five to seven minutes. Once you hear first crack, I advise that you turn the heat down just a little bit and that you wait for another minute to a minute and a half and then lift the lid to check the color if you don't have a glass lid. About a minute to two minutes after first crack, you're going to be done if you're looking for a light roast. You don't want to hear second crack if you're looking for a light roast. If you want a darker roast, you can leave it on for longer. I wouldn't leave it on for three or four minutes beyond first crack. You're going to start burning your beans at that point. But you can leave it on for longer than that one or two minutes if you're looking for a darker roast. And remember, you want to take your beans off of the heat before you think you need to. You want to take your beans off before they get to the color that you think you want because they are going to continue to roast and get darker even after you take them off the heat. So again, once you're ready to take them off, you dump the beans out of the skillet into a big bowl or metal colander. I prefer a colander. And take a big wooden spoon and stir your beans around vigorously for several minutes to help them cool. Once you dump your beans out of your skillet in this technique, you can expect a pretty significant amount of chaff to fly everywhere. Remember that the chaff is just the thin white or light colored paper-like material that's produced during the roasting process. This is just the parchment layer of the coffee bean being released during roasting. It's totally normal. You're going to get it during every roasting technique. Some of these methods just control the chaff a little bit better than others. Once your beans are warm to the touch but not hot, you can put them in your storage. And you've now successfully roasted coffee on a skillet on your stovetop. You can also do this over a campfire, actually. There's a similar but slightly different stovetop roasting method that uses a stovetop popcorn popper that I'm going to mention here. The most common of these is called the Whirly Pop. That's the name of the popcorn popper. It's called the Whirly Pop. I'm going to link to the Whirly Pop in the show notes page for this episode. Basically, the Whirly Pop is a big stainless steel pot with a manual handle that lets you agitate or stir the coffee beans around, or the popcorn for that matter, inside the pot. You basically can't get more old-fashioned than this technique. And if you're ever bored and you want to enter a crazy, geeked-out, do-it-yourself world, do a Google search for Whirly Pop coffee roasting. People have gone to significant lengths to customize the Whirly Pop. It's kind of incredible. We're talking adding motors or electric screwdrivers to the agitator crank so that you don't have to manually crank this thing around. You can just put a motor on it. People have also combined this popper with a camp stove. You name it. It's, it's crazy. 
This technique is able to actually produce some pretty decent coffee across a wide spectrum from dark roast to light roast. Um, although it does suffer from the same issue of scorching the beans and significant smoke production as are issues with other stovetop techniques like the skillet technique that we just talked about. So this process is really pretty similar to the skillet process with some obvious differences. I have personally not tried this technique, so I'm not going to go into this lengthy list of instructions of how to do it because I have not personally done it myself. But just in case you're interested, I will link to a fairly detailed list of instructions for this technique on the show notes page for this episode. The next and the final method that we're going to talk about on today's episode is still a DIY technique, but at least compared to the previous techniques, it's a little bit more automated. So just like you can use a stovetop popcorn popper to roast coffee, you can also use a countertop electric air popcorn popper to roast coffee. Using an electric popcorn popper is fast. It's relatively cheap. These popcorn poppers are relatively easy to find in a place like Home Depot or Bed Bath & Beyond or Amazon. And it really produces a pretty darn good, even, consistent roast across a very broad spectrum, all the way from very light roasts to very dark roasts. This produces a pretty good coffee. And this technique is really what I would recommend over any of the others that we've talked about so far. One of the drawbacks, though, is that you can typically, with most of these devices, only roast a small amount of coffee at a a time. So we're talking about like three ounces or so. There are a few acceptable air popcorn poppers out there that work really, really well for coffee roasting. And I'm going to link to a few great options in the show notes for this episode. There's one thing that I need to to talk about and that I want you to keep in mind. There are different designs of electric popcorn poppers. Some of these devices have a mesh opening at the very bottom where the hot air comes out of. Do not use this type of popcorn popper for roasting coffee. They are not safe, and this type of popcorn popper can cause the chaff of the coffee to catch fire. You don't want to use this type. The other major type that I want you to use instead has vents along the side of the popping chamber. That's where the hot air comes from in these devices. And this type forces hot air and the chaff as it's produced up out of the heating chamber and away from hot air so it doesn't have the same risk of the chaff catching fire. All of the ones that I will list and and recommend in the show notes page of this episode have this specific type of design. In addition to the coffee beans and the popcorn popper, here are a few other things that you're going to need if you want to roast coffee this way. A large bowl, a large spoon, and a large metal colander or separate bowl to cool the coffee in, same as the previous techniques. 
And here are some general instructions for how to roast coffee in an, in an electric popcorn popper. First, you want to set your popcorn popper in a well-ventilated place near a window or an exhaust fan. This process produces smoke, so you're going to want a way to ventilate it. At that point, turn your popcorn popper on and add the coffee beans. Most of these devices can handle somewhere around three to four ounces of coffee beans. You then want to place the plastic hood on the popcorn popper. Underneath the hood, you want to place a large bowl under the chute of the hood. And that's to collect the chaff. So remember, the chaff is going to be forced out of the heating chamber. And then it's going to be forced down out of the chute. I recommend placing a damp paper towel in this bowl. This way the chaff will stick to the wet paper towel rather than being blown all over your kitchen. Listen for first crack. This should occur around three minutes. And yes, I said three minutes. This technique roasts coffee really fast, which means that the roast can progress very rapidly so that you really have to be on your toes here. These devices can also be a bit noisy, so you're really going to need to listen closely for first crack. It sounds a bit like popcorn popping. It's just not quite as loud, at least to my ear. And if you really aren't on your toes and listening closely, you can easily burn the beans and the roast really, really quickly and make your coffee basically taste like charcoal. So be on your toes here. For a lighter roast... I want you to let the coffee roast for about a minute after first crack, so about four minutes roast time total. Obviously, if you're looking for a darker roast, go a bit longer. Once you're at the point where you're ready to get your beans away from the heat and stop the roast, I want you to dump them as quickly as you possibly can into a metal colander. The inside of these popcorn poppers get really, really hot. So if you don't dump your beans very fast, you can easily burn the surface of the beans and make your coffee taste not very good. Once your beans are out of the popcorn popper and in your big bowl or colander, again, same technique as previously, take a big wooden spoon and stir them around and agitate them pretty well. This just helps them cool as fast as possible. And there you have it, guys. That's how to roast your coffee in a couple different ways that are relatively cheap, relatively available. Those are the major DIY methods to roast coffee at home. The next episode is going to focus on some of the dedicated home coffee roasters out there. And I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it interesting and and informational. Um, I encourage you guys to go out there and Get some green coffee beans and try some of these techniques. And I really hope that you'll tune in to the next episode of the podcast for even more info on home coffee roasting and some of the other specific techniques to home coffee roasting. And I can't wait to bring that to you guys. And that'll launch in two weeks. So take care, everybody. Happy coffee drinking and happy coffee roasting. See you guys soon.